NBA on NBC. Well, you hear the cowbells, that means Heat Check Podcast is back and better than ever. We apologize for not recording last week. Uh, the West Coast was on fire, um, and our anonymous guest host had to evacuate. So <laughs> we also couldn't breathe uh, here in Oakland, so it was the, the whole city spent a day uh, completely orange. Um, Nothing wrong with that, except for, like, you know. Nah, like. People got some great photos off, you know, what, what, what you won't do for Instagram. Um, but everybody is safe. Everybody is back in their respective homes. And uh, we'll talk a little bit of basketball. Um, we'll start out to make sure that we uh, we bring a focus. I think the goal for me when podcasting and, and talking sports is to be different um, than your kind of typical shows and so we've kind of failed at covering the WNBA bubble and their playoffs um so we're going to make sure we make an effort to tune into those games um coming up I know they're in the second round of their postseason right now uh with the Phoenix Mercury the Minnesota Lynx the Connecticut Sun and um the LA Sparks so we'll make sure that we uh we got to get informed about what's going on there um and we'll make sure to talk about that in the near future. Um, so since we've been gone, Giannis uh, and the Bucks got bounced fairly quickly by the Heat uh, in five games. Probably would have been four if Giannis doesn't get hurt. Is that safe to say? I think the Heat got a little like, oh, well, they're done, and the Bucks actually had a little fight in them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, I don't know. Because you never know if, if, like, Giannis is there, if they – yeah, I don't know. I They weren't winning that series for sure, but – Yeah. Well, um, after the series is over, Giannis unfollowed the Bucks and all of his teammates. Uh, he subsequently met with the team. Um, it's reported that they met for three hours and said that they would be willing to go into the luxury tax um, – to make sure that they get a team around him that can win. And they are scheduled to meet again after he returns from vacation. Um, this was probably a bigger story um, before he posted on Instagram. So what I guess what were your initial thoughts when you see this? I know we, we, t- we sent it to each other on Instagram. Um, how, did, how, how come the Instagram unfollow is... Such an important measure. I I think it's just more about sending a message than anything, right? Because, like, you don't. It's not like it comes up on your feed 24-7, you know, your teammates or whatever. It's not like you're even on Instagram 24-7. So I think it's more just to kind of send a message, kind of start to generate or um, kind of generate that message that, you know, maybe some distance is being created there, but. I don't think it's a big deal. I think he's back in Milwaukee next year. They, the owners made it pretty clear to him. Um, they emphasized that they are willing to spend in the luxury tax to make sure that he um, has pieces around him that, um, you know, he can, he can make a run at a championship with. Um, I wouldn't be totally surprised if after the meetings, um, if, you know, Budenholzer goes um, as a result of that. But I don't, then again, like, I don't, you know, we don't know the relationship between Giannis and, and this coach, um, 
But yeah, no, I, I think he's staying. Um, and I think that, you know, he's, he's mentioned before how he, you know, enjoys playing in Milwaukee, enjoys the fans in Milwaukee, thinks they're the best fans, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I think that, um, I don't know, I, I think he stays around um, and gives it another shot. Um, he's also got, you know, he's also got super max money coming his way uh, again. So, yeah. Um, Love to turn it down. Yeah. Even even though he doesn't seem like a player that's all like it's all about dollar bills, like I think that it might know, be a little difficult to turn down five hundred million. Yeah. Half a billion, that's different. Yeah, that's, that's different. Um, so he posted yesterday and said thank you milwaukee for all the love and support you showed my teammates and i this season you guys are the best fans in the league i can't wait for next season hashtag through the wall hashtag onto Tacumbros. the question then becomes if he stays and they're willing to go on the luxury tax who do they go get i'm not a clue like i don't know if this team is one piece away i you know? think I think they are – I don't think they're a superstar piece away. I think they are a supporting cast away. Like a whole supporting cast. Not a whole supporting cast because I think there's enough pieces there, but I do think that they 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 are a, a few key bench pieces away and a few – like – you know, to me, it's like they're missing their Sean Livingston almost, where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, like when the Warriors were doing their thing, like, and Steph and Clay, and even when Kevin Durant and Draymond, like when they were on the bench and stuff, like you still got scoring production out of Iguodala and Sean Livingston, right? Yeah. You still had like a veteran in that group that could get you a bucket. And, you know, the first few years, um, you know, that, that bench production was just so huge for the Warriors in their run that it's like, it, it was almost understated and it continued on until the last few years of that Warriors run. Um, not saying that it's over yet. Cause I don't think it is, but um, you know, a lot of these teams, the bench is so integral to success. And I just don't know. I think the bucks need, you know, cause they went and got Kyle Korver, which is great, but he's a shooter, not a scorer. And there's a difference. Um, and, you know, they lost Brogdon, which I think was a bigger deal than people think as well. They got a very uh, old Kyle Korver as well. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I think they're a couple key supporting pieces away, but I don't think they're, like, a max deal away. Yeah. Um, what's interesting to me is it seems like there might be a chemistry issue, and not in terms of whether or not they play well together, but more in the sense of do they maximize each other's strengths? The, like in a complimentary way? Yeah, yeah. Like do they complement yeah. each other well? And yeah, I, I and think, I wonder if Middleton and Giannis complement each other well. I think they do, but I think that's where it comes down to that next piece, which kind of brings them together even more. Because like I think if you add a third in there that – can complement both, I think the game opens up. The reason so I, I say that, though, is because it seemed like Middleton almost got unlocked when Giannis went out. Like, his production just obviously had to go up for them to make it interesting. Right. 
But I just think that at times early in that series and even in the Magic series and in previous playoffs, we've seen Middleton just kind of not he just he's there but he's almost like you almost forget he's there yeah there's i mean i think he's still underrated um and you know i'll talk about him later on but um i think that they need somebody and i mean not that these kind of people are easy to come across but like if they could add somebody like a chris paul to that team that has the ball in their hands that's more of a floor general that doesn't make Giannis have the ball in his hands at all times even though he's a ball dominant point forward almost that doesn't make chris middleton have the ball in his hands when Giannis doesn't because it, it almost seems like that's the case right it almost seems like option one is Giannis with the ball if Giannis doesn't have the ball and they want to move it around, you know, DiVincenzo brings it up and then it goes into Middleton's hands. So it's almost like you need some other point of attack for that offense to run through. And it's, it, to me, it seems like if you have a, a guard who is ball dominant, but is more of a floor general than a scorer, I think that can, um, you know, but that can score. I think that can open up mm-hmm. some things for the Bucks. Yeah. I would, I'd have to look at, at who's going to be free. Um, but I think that they have this is gonna be the their franchise's biggest off season. Uh, probably ever. Yeah, and if it's not this year then it's next. Because I I don't think that I don't think you know, if there's if there's pieces that aren't available, I don't think the Bucks are in this position where they're gonna say, Okay, Giannis, you know, there's one more year left. We're gonna tank our franchise by trading all these picks just to show you that we're interested. And keeping you and hope, you know, like if the pieces aren't there, I think the most important thing about these meetings that's probably coming out of it is that they're committed to giving Giannis those pieces when they become available, right? Like they're not going to spend, a, yeah. they're not going to crash their franchise, you know, that they built up just for one year. So, well, no, the reason I say that this is the most important one is because I think that this offseason will directly affect next one if you can make it if you can make a move where it seems like you're going in the right direction but you know it's just maybe a poor free agent class right there's just not a lot of free agents there or face in some way something yeah like, like you're you're like hey this is the plan you know like get buddy buddy with somebody and you right. can pull them um then i think it makes it easier next season for them to keep him and resign him I think yep. if you kind of just say like, "Oh, there's nothing happening. Like, there's nothing we could do. We can run it back and win 60 games next year," then you're in danger of like, okay, like two years in a row, we kind of now three years in a row, we we've kind of underperformed. I don't know if we, this is the team for me. So, um, yeah, they gotta they have some work to do, but I guess we'll see. I think Chris Paul would be a, would be a good fit. He's showing, but I don't think OKC lets him go. I think if he goes anywhere, he's going to like Philadelphia or something. Yuck. I think he would fit in. Like, I think he'd make that team a lot better than they are right now. But the thought of adding Chris Paul's contract to Philadelphia is hilarious. Whole, that's the whole problem. Yeah. Um. All right. All NBA teams are announced as well. Uh, first team All NBA. We have Giannis, LeBron, Harden, Anthony Davis, Luka Doncic. Second team, we have Kawhi, Jokic, Lillard, Chris Paul, and Pascal Siakam. Third team, we got your boy Jason Tatum, my boy Jimmy Butler, 
Rudy Gobert, Ben Simmons, and Russell Westbrook. Thoughts? I have a couple issues with it. Russell Westbrook should not be on here. I'm not, I'm, yeah. That wasn't um, one of your issues? I'm okay, o- go I'm ahead. okay with him on. I'm okay with him. Like, he put up some some pretty good numbers. Um, you know, I'm, I'm fine with Russell Westbrook. I'll take Devin there. Booker over Russell Westbrook. 13. Um, just just for the bubble. I am so I'll start with first team I guess. The only issue I have with first team and I think Luka is a fantastic player and I think he's going to be the face of the league, but personally I just don't see how you put him over Damian Lillard. That was my that was mine. Yeah, I was say I, I would have flipped him. I would put him. Damian Lillard on the first team. And I think that Luca is first team material, but like, I don't know. I, I just feel like Damian Lillard is, I think it was, you know, and obviously the voters disagreed pretty, pretty substantially. Yeah. I think that people have fallen in love with what Luca is. I, yes. Um, but if you take into account the fact that Dame was playing on a Portland team that was just riddled with injuries all season and somehow kept them afloat and made a playoff. You know, it, maybe the, maybe records come into it, right? Cause the Mavericks over overperformed for what people's expectations were and the, and the, you know, the Blazers underperformed. So maybe that was part of it. Yeah, I could see that. I just think that if you, if you're saying who's it's tough. I mean, I just think that Damian Lillard did more with less. Yeah, I mean, I like Doncic has Porzingis, but like I personally would have put Damian Lillard on the first team. Yeah, I would have, I would have flipped them those two as well. Um, and and again, it's not as like to Doncic; he's gonna be there for for many years to come. So I think you know you can't. I don't necessarily know if it's wrong, but I just I think I agree with you. I would have flipped it. Um, um I would have put. Jason Tatum on the second team and Siakam on the third team. Yeah, especially after Siakam pouring in the playoffs. I'm with that. Uh, it's not even playoffs. I just no, think no. That, uh, I you know not even being a homer. Like I, I just genuinely think Jason Tatum on the second team. Um, and I would have flipped Siakam and like they were 15 points away in voting. So like they they were the Siakam was the last one on the second team and Tatum was the first one on the third team. So they were they were very close. Um. I am. I think Chris Middleton got robbed of at least third team. Like I saw, I saw the third team came out, and I said, and I was like, oh wow, like Chris Middleton got second team. And <laughs> because, like I, I just, I yeah, he got robbed. He had the best record in the in the league um, with Giannis, obviously, um, but he was three field goal percentage points away from 50-40-90. Um, he had his most efficient year ever, his most points ever, his most assists ever, his most rebounds ever. Like, the dude was crazy efficient for the best team in the NBA, clear second-best player on that team. I, I don't see how Chris Middleton isn't on an all-NBA team. I think he got dropped. Um, yeah. Who I would drop? Probably Ben Simmons, in my um, opinion. You're not going to like this. I probably would have I, – I didn't think that Jimmy Butler was going to be an all-NBA player. I think they performed better than people thought. And I think they did too. And I think I think that's what ultimately factored into Jimmy's 
making like the third team because I mean as much as he wants to say Bam is the heart and soul of that team and we'll get to that Jimmy Butler is the heart and soul of that team when you get you you take your rookies in and have them start working out with you at 4 a.m and then fly him out to work with you yeah no he's different I, I I mean I can't this Miami team is is not anywhere without him. So I'm gonna give I, I give him that nod. I would have put him maybe second team. Nineteen point nine, six point seven and six, shooting twenty four percent from three just does not. Hey, you could dominate a game going five for thirteen. So I completely agree. His impact is is more than it is on the stat sheet, but I just think that I was surprised. I. I I was just surprised at Chris Middleton and I did not get it on. And the I, the I, reason why I would have said Ben Simmons instead of Jimmy is that I feel like Philadelphia was painfully uh, they painfully under underperformed this season. Um, the chemistry issue between him and Embiid seems to be apparent. He was injured I as well. He would have registered as a guard anyways. He is a guard. Qualified as a guard, Chris Middleton. So it would have been either Westbrook or Simmons. Either in the place of Ben Simmons or Russell Westbrook. But Ben Simmons was hurt for most of the year, wasn't he? That's what I'm saying. Somehow he got he played 57 games. Um, so I thought he was hurt more than that. But he would have had a season. He had a season-ending injury. I feel like in March or like late February. Yeah. And then he was able to come back because of the the time off, and then had another season-ending injury in the bubble. Um, but yeah, I, I felt I thought he missed more games than that. Um, I mean, he got the second least point like votes. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at Middleton. I I can understand that one. I think he he probably could have got in there. I think that Jokic also could have gotten first team over Anthony Davis, but. I understand why you didn't. Yes. Anthony Davis has, has looked like the Lakers' best player at times and, like, for stretches. So, that's I'm why fine I, with I it, yeah. Why. You know, he's... Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. He was a finalist or defensive player. Like, I get all that, but I'm just very high on him. Did you agree with Kuzma saying that they got defensive player of the year wrong? No. And they shouldn't get MVP wrong? I think he's more correct about the MVP than he is the defensive player of the year, but I just, I still am not, I'm not passionate one side or the other on the MVP voting yet. Like, I don't. Got you. Okay. Is that fair? Yeah. I think, I think that. Giannis is more of a rim protector than just an all-around defender. So I think Anthony Davis might be able to defend more than Giannis. So I can understand Kuzma's point of them getting defensive player wrong. Like, I get it. Um, But, you know. They were really good. They had they're one of the best defensive teams in the league, if not the best. And he's a big reason for that. And he was also playing like seven minutes a game. So, um, 
when you're sitting out a bunch, I think your numbers can get hurt and, and what you do on the floor gets hurt a little bit too. So, um, yeah, they were blowing people out. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. All right. Now let's get to the, the nitty gritty. Are the as this Nuggets team the greatest playoff team of all time? <laughs> no, but they're I mean they're they're really good. Like they're a very good team and that people didn't give enough credit to, but Well, I think they just keep <laughs> Okay, I'll put it this way. If you're the Lakers and it's 2-1 in the series, you're up. Do you lose the next game on purpose to give yourself a chance? Very possibly. I, I don't understand what it is about this Nuggets team, but yeah, with their backs against the wall, like they're not. They don't have for play-play. I mean, they're 6-0 and in games that they have had to win this offseason, and they're, what, 2-6 and six in games that they don't? Yeah. So, I don't get it, but... Yeah, they're just, they're very interesting. Um, and then, I think even, like, when you're down 3-1 against the Jazz, that's one thing. Um, they beat, they took what you thought was the Jazz best bunch with Donovan giving you 57. And they won that game, and you're like, okay, well, yeah, like, I think the Nuggets are the better team. But then they just kind of get rolled for the next three. And you're like, oh, I guess not what happened, and then they just go on a run. And you kind of understand it. Like the Jazz, I guess I don't really believe in them as currently constructed that they are really title contenders. So, all right, sure. But this Clippers team is like a lot, of, supposed to be, a lot of people's favorites. I mean, they were the favorite. Like they were supposed to be. Title or bust. Title or bust. Comes to, I, yeah, I fully believe it came down to the chemistry issues that we had touched upon earlier. Yeah. Um, what's interesting to me is Kawhi the last two games because he's just been, I'm just going to kill you with mid-range, get to the free throw line, and I'm just going to do my thing. And it seems like he just ran out of gas. Like, he just didn't have anything for him. In game seven in the second half, he had two points, one of 11, 0 for 4 from three, and didn't shoot a free throw. Paul George is three points, one for seven, one for six from three, no free throws. Like, these are two, you have Kawhi Leonard, who's a superstar. I think a lot of people would throw Paul George into that superstar category. Maybe not in the playoffs, but I don't I, think so. He's at least a star. He's a star player. Yeah. I yeah. They have to get to the free throw line. Somebody has to shoot free throws. They gotta do something. Lou Will has to like that's his thing. Like Lou Will gets you gets to the free throw line and gets going. I just don't know. I don't know if this is a case of the Nuggets were just the perfect team to beat them. Or they just aren't as good as we thought they were. Or if it's a little think, bit of both. I think that this is a huge win for team basketball. Like, I think this 
postseason is like a huge win for for team basketball because you have the Celtics and the Heat who don't have the best players in the East but are the deepest, arguably. And then you had this Clippers team that had a, a, like you know chemistry issues were going to be always their biggest you know kind of issues. You bring Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, you know, by spending the house and trading the house um, onto a team that, you know, personality-wise doesn't seem to really match up. And then on top of that, you know, you have a Nuggets team that's got Murray and Jokic, who are a great one too. Neither of them is considered to be remotely close to the best player in the NBA to most, especially Jamal Murray. And you've got a huge supporting cast there that can make shots, play defense, like, this is, I think this is a great year for the NBA because it is, you know, there's, it's a, it's been a stars league for the last however many years, right? Like that's, that's the argument against the NBA is, oh, it's just stars league. But like this year it's a, it's a team basketball league and, and the, the Nuggets play as good team basketball as anyone. Yeah. I thought that when you, when you get, when MPG, uh, MPJ, Michael Porter Jr. decides to come out and say, like, we got to get more people involved, that that might have sunk him. Yeah. Like, whether you think he's right or wrong, like Damian Lillard did, to have your rookie say that, and you already, you, like, he missed a, season, a full season with an injury, like I don't know if that's his place to really say that. He also got a ton of sh- shots. <laughs> like he's getting involved. Like Bull Bull's not getting involved. So that's who Bull I want. Bull wasn't getting any minutes. Yeah. So I don't know if he was the right messenger for that. But like that. I think it was a terrible. Like like the Nuggets played with a ton of injuries in the bubble. Yeah. And then, like, it's just not an excuse. And and Paul George really shouldn't be talking like like that. Like, yeah, he's um. I don't know. I feel I I feel for him because again, if he's dealing with the mental health issues, then I understand how that's taxing. Yes, and I don't want to. I don't want to take away from that necessarily, or at all. Like, not. I don't want to take away from that at all. But like, it's it's not like it's. He has been phenomenal in playoffs his whole career, and this year was a blitz. Somebody right? said, like, like he hasn't performed. He hasn't performed in, in clutch moments his entire career. Like he, he had like the closest he came to that was that series with the Pacers against the Heat, where he made that three and LeBron dapped him up. Right. Yeah. Granted, after that is when he broke his leg, horrifically. So like that's tough. But like since then, yeah, how like he hasn't. It's not like he's been that playoff killer, right? Yeah, somebody said he was way off P. That's the new one. Yeah. Because uh, he hit yeah, the side I mean, of the backboard. Shot yesterday went off the backboard, <laughs> and someone tagged Damian Lillard and said, and they were like, they were like, yo, is this how's a good this shot? shot look? And, and Lillard's like, yeah, it looks good to me. Yeah. Lillard and CJ McCollum going off on Pat Bev and Twitter after the game was hilarious. Yeah, bro. And, and they should be. It's not like it's like, un, you know, like, you just kept Pat Bev and, and Paul George can't be running their mouths and then followed up with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if we want to keep it a bean, they were having trouble with Dallas before Porzingis got kicked out of a game and yeah, they ended. could have lost that series. Like, it, yeah. Uh, 
Okay, so uh, I'll go two questions. Do you take anything to Kawhi and PG can opt out after next season? Who is more likely to opt out? Not saying they will, but if one was to opt out, who do you think leaves? Neither. Um, you don't think Kawhi is fed up with PG? No. They're, they're home. Kawhi's going to be on Supermax. No, I don't think either leave. All right, bet. Um, Doc Rivers, is he, he the coach of the Clipper next year? Stays, stays, yeah. He's too good of a coach. Is he too good of a coach? Yeah. He's got a lot of respect with that locker room. He's got a lot of respect around the league. I just don't know who you bring in. There is one coach in NBA history to oh, ever lose <laughs> a th- lose a series after being up 3-1, and that's Doc Rivers. Who has now done it three times. Listen, I get it. Three times. There was also a report that I saw. And it was saying that the Clippers players were tired. And asked to come out of the game in the fourth quarter. But now I can't find it. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, no, they, yeah, they were, and you just can't like that's that's like high school stuff where it's like, oh, like we weren't a well-conditioned team, we relied too much on our talent. Like you're in the NBA, you can't be okay. huffing and puffing. Um, the point where you got to come out. Yeah, Lakers Nuggets. Uh, who you got? Lakers, but that's not like a super confident Lakers. Like, I, I think that the Nuggets have potential. How many games? Six. That's because I think if it goes seven, I have no idea. <laughs> Is that fair? Like, <laughs> if it goes seven, you're worried? I, but yeah. Okay. I think Jokic is. Yeah, he's yeah. nuts. But Anthony Davis will be on him, so theoretically they have pieces to guard, but. I think Anthony Davis is only one of those pieces that can actually guard him, though. I think he's one of the only people in the league that can guard him. He's different. Jokic is different. Yeah. I'd put Braun on him for a little bit. Um. All right. Well, now we have our personal matchup, and uh, we'll wind it up. But we got Celtics Heat Game 1, instant classic. This was a thriller. It went into overtime because the Heat had a terrible foul before the ball got inbounded. I love Marcus Smart. I love Marcus Smart so much. Yeah, he uh, he was all right. So no, go ahead, go it ahead. Felt to me, it felt like the Heat stole that game from the Celtics. I don't know how it felt from a Heat fan perspective, but it felt to me like the Heat got like they got away with a win that they shouldn't. Um. Jason Tatum at the end of the at the end of the, the fourth quarter, he took that three and Marcus Smart was wide open under the rim. And so like as soon as I saw that, I was like, yeah, he's like Tatum's more Kobe than LeBron because LeBron's, you know, throwing that past the open guy and Kobe's saying, nah. Um was that in question? Tatum's also <laughs> super young and 
you know, he was looking to shoot the ball. And I, you know, I like that he's looking to score. Um, Jimmy Butler made that three at the end or towards the end in the corner. That was a 24% three-point shooter. Nah, we got, look at his clutch numbers, though. Um, the one thing I'll say is, like, I wanted to be upset about that block, but I couldn't be. That's one of the greatest blocks I've ever seen. I think that, that is, is the greatest block. the greatest block. blocks I've ever Like, I was legitimately stunned. Like, he went, to, he, he went to go throw that, and I was like, oh, no. Bro, he, looked, he was going to give him a facial. He was going to put Bam on a poster. And, like, some big playoff blocks, it's like, okay, yeah, like, you know, a guy went up, and he got kind of bumped, and he got pushed to the side, and he kind of laid it up, and he was going away from the rim, and he just kind of threw it up, and somebody came and, like, swatted or whatever. Like, no, no, like. Even Tatum, even the LeBron chase down against Iguodala. Tatum was throwing that through the rim, and Bam said no with his offhand. I didn't even realize it was his left. Oh, it was his left hand. The picture of his hand, like, in the rim is, like, you're just like, jeez. I think the rim helped him out because I think his wrist was on the rim. But, um, so it didn't let his hand go back any further. But that was just, like, he did that, and I was, like, jaw drop out stuff. Yeah, I was, like. Like I'm, I, I texted you and you thought I was kidding. My mom got up and was like, "Oh, whoa!" I was like, I, I didn't even know what to do. Like I wasn't even like I didn't even yell right away. I was just like, the thing was, no. like, he went up and I was already standing up because I can't, I you know can't sit down during those. And I was ready to like he went up for the dunk and I was ready to just like lose it. You did the you did the Zion and uh, RJ and yeah, Duke with the other ready. one jumps for the. I was ready, and then it just got stuffed, and I was just stunned. Yeah, that clean, was... completely clean. Yeah, completely clean. I've never seen no. There was no body, oh, no body contact whatsoever. Clean. I have no clue. I don't, I don't get it. Again, it's the greatest block I've ever seen. I, I like. I couldn't even be mad about it. It's like all, all you, right. Like. Yeah. All right. That, all right. <laughs> Yo, like, he's, he's different, bro. Yeah. I was just like, oh, my Lord. Him uh, and some of the I threes that Tyler Hero hits, I'm just like, Jesus. I think that I think the series is destined to go deep. I'll say it now. I think I've changed my mind, and I think winner of this series is your NBA champion. I agree. I 100% agree. I think the Celtics have a very good shot to win. I think the Heat honestly do as well. I they, they they play tremendous team basketball. And I think this series is like from a neutral standpoint, like I'm going to hate it. Yeah. From, you know, because it's going to give me an ulcer. But like from a neutral standpoint, like this series has got to be awesome to watch. Oh, it's going to be great. I would say like I, I, I agree with you that in normal and like any other team, I would have said, yeah, they stole a game, but the Heat just, like, find ways to win. And it doesn't matter if they score five points in the first quarter and have, like, the lowest scoring first quarter ever, and then they have, like, the highest scoring second quarter. And I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. Down by 10 or 8 or 11 or something going into the fourth. And then in the third, they go cold again. And in the fourth, they're just like, all right, we're going to make it a game. Yeah. 
And then Jimmy hits that three, and you're like, oh, yes, okay, just got to get a stop, you know. I guess, you know, a two can win it. It's a one-point game, and then Derrick Jones Jr. comes in. He hadn't been playing. He fouls somebody before, so now the game is tied, and you're just like, oh, great. Then you go into OT. Jimmy does it again. Somehow got that shot to fall and gets the and one. I was just like, that's different. Um, It would have been hilarious if Bam missed both free throws after that block. <laughs> Yeah, but they the Celtics would have had to go down. Yeah, it's still two point five, but like it still would have been it would have been funny. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, I want Heat and four. Uh, I my heart and my basketball brain also wants a seven game series. So, yeah, um, we'll see what happens, yes, and uh, we'll see y'all next time.